Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show. Andrew Duncan uh, with the Duncan Duo team at REMAX, joined by Mike Corrigan from Cross Country Mortgage. And uh, just wanted to send a, a great big shout out to uh, to my entire team this week. Everything that happened this year and, and still broke records for sales, uh, broke records for sales volume, um, j- just had an incredible year. We got to enjoy a night out with our leadership team at Eddie V's this week. Jeff Taro took great care of us, and I uh, got to share some uh, some love with our team at our holiday party as well. Just just what an incredible year. Over 900 home sales is what we're going to end up at, so I just wanted to, uh, to congratulate our entire team, and I wanted to thank you guys, Mike, because you know, without partners like you guys, it's hard for a team like ours to, um, you know, to operate at a high level. And, and I can't say enough great things about Cross Country Mortgage and, and the job that you guys have done partnering with us. You guys really do understand how to partner with high producing real estate teams. I noticed Jen has been uh, she's been kicking some butt lately. So congratulations to you guys. and Thank you so much for uh, for your support this entire year. Yeah, well, well, um, you, you're more than welcome, and thank you. It has been a great partnership, and congratulations to uh, to you, um, and Angela, and your entire team. They have just uh, it's it's all over the place. It's uh, I get so excited when I'm driving around town and see uh, another one of your signs up with Jen's rider on it, and uh, I've been seeing them more and more lately. And I know the the sales volumes have just been incredible, and in a year where there's been so many challenges and obstacles. Um, that have have faced a lot of our our you know our nation our city. Um, you guys really have shined. So congratulations. Thank you. And I think a lot of people going into um, COVID didn't expect real estate to do well. And and obviously Tampa has been a magnet for people moving here. And Florida has been a model for a lot of people's preferences, not others, but but a lot of people to move here from other parts of the country. So it's really kept our real estate market. Um, chugging along and 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 performing quite well um, at a time when a lot of people didn't expect it to, and and our team really buckled down. We had we had to adapt. We had to figure out new strategies. We had to um, you know we we had to wear masks and gloves and sanitizer and stay our our distance. So so we we had a lot of adjustments that we had to do. We sent people home, and to know through all that this year that we still um, eclipsed our uh, annual. Uh, sales volume and units record um, is pretty phenomenal with all the challenges that we had in front of us. And, and, and I think fortunately, I think the light is at the end of the tunnel for a lot of those challenges. I think uh, 2021, we're going to start to say goodbye to, uh, to the Rona and, yeah. and start getting more and more back to normal. I, I've been in t- conversation with uh, my favorite Tampa Bay lightning this week about nice. their season. And, and it sounds as though, um, you know, there are going to be fans in the stands at Lightning Games this year, the, the the number of which hasn't yet been determined. But but it's a good sign that the Raptors are going to have, um, it looks like 20%, I think, of the arena filled for, for their home games in Tampa. So just a lot of exciting things coming in 2021. I think we endured through this year and uh, just, just excited about uh, the prospects of, of uh and, and and frankly, probably a record-breaking month. I think we're on the books for about 120 home sales in December, which would be um, uh, you know, potentially break our our company's uh, historical record in a month, uh, but but by far our best December ever as well. Wow, that's incredible! Congrats. So uh, yeah, so very excited about it. So gonna uh, keep moving forward, continuing our conversation here about the real estate market. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We are at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, everywhere. 
we're at the Duncan Duo and on your favorite local billboard as well. So when uh, we we just want to stay top of mind for real estate in every way that we can. So if you um, if you're if you're looking for a cool giveaway or uh, just to stay up to date on what's going on with our company and the real estate business, make sure to follow us. So a lot of people uh, look for bargains in real estate when the market gets hot. Um, you know, you have people that say. You know, I, I, you know, the the market's so hot that I can't afford it, and, and the prices are so high. So you have a lot of people start to say, "I want to buy a fixer-upper. I want to buy a house that I can get a discount on, that I can fix up as I go along." And I've talked about this on the show before about my own personal experiences, about how you're effectively, um, you know, buying your own second job, and every time you come home, it's a reminder that you have more work to do, and it's it's a lot harder to. Uh, Enjoy your life when you've got renovation projects going on at home. So, so I want to give you guys a devil's advocate view here about the, there's certainly some great benefits to buying a fixer-upper. You know, the sweat equity, some, some uh, embedded financial benefit. Um, you know, there's also, I think, a, 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 you know, homeownership satisfaction knowing that you did it yourself. Um, I know, like, for example, I, I had one of my cars this week that I was working on the exhaust. Uh, I was working on an exhaust part. And it took me about 19 hours to do it. I could have paid a mechanic three, but the satisfaction was was off the charts great that I accomplished it, that I finally won and and, and finished the job. And I think um, there's a lot of people that do that with their home renovation. They think, oh, I'm going to be able to do this in a few hours, and it ends up turning into 19. So some reasons why buying a fixer-upper may not be a good idea right now. Okay, In years past, maybe it made a lot of sense, but right now, Material costs are through the roof. Construction companies are all competing and buying up wood, steel, rebar, concrete. The, the material costs are higher than they've ever been. And um, you have to compete with the new construction builders. I mean, even some of the right. builders today, because they can't buy their bulk orders, they're just going into Home Depot and Lowe's and buying the same stuff you or I would because they can't keep in, but they can't keep materials in stock. So material costs are through the roof. Uh, COVID-19. Uh, causes some problems with with renovations because guess what contractors are coming over to your house are they going to be able to keep socially distant are they going to tell you if they have a fever are they going to wash their hands are they going to go out to the you know local watering hole and drink till three in the morning and then show up at nine and they got the rona the night before because you know they they were out you know who knows because everyone knows the Rona after midnight gets more dangerous <laughs> you know right. so but but so so there's the COVID nineteen problem. Um, that, that I think causes challenges with, uh, with renovations with having people in your home, um, hidden problems and violations. So code violations, things that you discover when you start tearing stuff apart that you don't realize how to fix. Mike, how many times have you seen real estate deals blow yes. up over code violations? Yeah, absolutely. And it gets held up and it takes a while to resolve. And depending on on what they are, it really can go back. And, you know, I've heard more and more things lately, too, about these, you know, hidden problems where you get behind a wall and then, you know, it's it, it's something else is there. And so I just had a situation in my own home where, you know, they thought that one area was all drywall, but it ends up part of it was plaster. So and then part of it was drywall. So things weren't going to look the same. So there's always more once you start uncovering that that things can happen. So. Another another issue is risk of theft. Um, you know, if you're especially if you're not occupying the home, if you leave the home and you're having the home renovated, a contractor, you know, grabbing a, you know, I, I we had one not long ago where uh, there was a contractor and it was a contractor that um, 
we had recommended, they hired some subcontractors. It wasn't one of our uh, current listings, but it was a client's uh, property that, that they were about to put up for rent. And uh, they staged it and they put a PlayStation in it. And the PlayStation controllers went missing, oh, boy. <laughs> of all things, right? So yeah. you just never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, and, and a material theft too is also a big problem. I drive all over South Tampa, all over Tampa Bay, really. And all the time I see construction companies with tens of thousands of dollars of materials, just sitting in a driveway, sitting yeah. in a, sitting in a yard, like that gets stolen all the time. And guess what? If you're a, you know, regular homeowner doing that on your own and you don't have the proper insurance coverage, AKA you should call, we insure, uh, we insure the bay.com. Um, but if you don't have the proper insurance coverage, then you're just, you know, you're SOL on the material cost that just got taken out of your driveway. Um, your homeowner's coverage may not cover that. So risk of theft, uh, lurking environmental issues. Um, you know, you've got lead-based paint challenges. If you go too deep with, with taking the, the drywall back, you've got plumbing challenges. You could have, you could discover mold. Um, there's all kinds of issues that you run into that if you're trying to do it yourself, you may not know how to remediate that problem, uh, like a contractor does. So, uh, that's a, that's a big obstacle. And then last but not least, everyone's doing it. Um, and, and it's true. Everyone's renovating their house right now. Cause we've all spent months being stuck in our house and we got bored with our house and we needed to do something. Otherwise we were, you know, going to go insane uh, having to talk to our families as much as we've never had to talk to them before. So, but in, in all, I'm joking, but in all reality, people, all, everyone's renovating. So what happens when everyone's renovating? Well, you know, we already know that, uh, construction companies are off the charts busy. So material costs are high, but it also drives labor costs up because guess what? Um, you know, I, and, and me personally, I mean, we sell, you know, almost a thousand homes a year. We're gonna sell over 900 homes this year. And we have a, we own a lot. We have a personal investment portfolio. I, as much real estate as I control, as much contractor gigs as I have the ability to give, I can't get people to show up. Like right. imagine just you off the street that doesn't have the connections that I have. I mean, you're going to have problems getting people to show up. And then guess what? To get people to show up, you're going to pay a premium wage because the builders are all paying. I mean, there's construction, regular construction people out there making six figures right now. Because the builders just can't keep people consistently, so they're paying very graciously. So you're going to pay a lot for that labor um, for your for your home renovation because you're competing with the builders that are paying more money than you can afford. So so the fact that everyone is doing it is is driving up labor costs and slowing down turn time. So if you're thinking about a home renovation right now, uh, maybe think twice. Uh, maybe put it off till next year. Uh, maybe when the Rona is over and and uh, things go back to a little bit more normalcy. Uh, some of these uh, the, the other problem that you know kind of a combination with COVID and the material shortage uh, isn't just that everyone's buying the materials, but a lot of factories that produce materials shut down for months at a time. So so they had a, a lack of production. I mean it's 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 common in a lot of industries right now. Um, you know, but real estate's no, no different. You have companies that stopped producing their materials because they didn't want COVID to spread in their factories and, and they've run out of the inventory they had in their warehouse and now they can't, production can't keep up with demand. So a lot of challenges with buying a, a renovated home right now. And, and I said it time and again, I'll say it again. If you're a first time home buyer, the last thing you need to do is buy a fixer upper. Um, um, unless you have someone extremely skilled in your family with construction. Um, you're, you're asking for uh, a nightmare because you're just not used to home ownership and the costs of it. You underestimate things. 
uh, and, and the cost to renovate them. And you don't realize the amount of time, energy, and effort it zaps from you to live within your renovation project. So first time home buyers strongly recommend you, you avoid it. And, and I always find it funny, like, you know, people that say, oh, my dad's a contractor. He's going to do all the work for me and all this kind of stuff. Um, and, and there are times that that works out. And then there are other times where I've heard that, oh, my dad's going to do the work, but dad can only do the work Fridays between six and nine once a week. Cause he's busy the rest of the time with all of his other obligations. So the renovation project takes nine months, make sure that your family member has promised you to, to give you free labor actually has the time to be able to complete the job. So often right. they don't, so often they don't. So, um, anyway. We appreciate you uh, listening to our show. We're going to continue our conversation. We'll talk much more. We've got some conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market, some exciting stuff coming to Tampa Bay. We've been talking about it for months, about how winning sports teams combined with massive development, low interest rates, and some of the turmoil throughout the country is shining a bright light on Tampa's real estate market. That is definitely continuing. And we're going to be back after a quick break to continue the conversation here on the Duncan Duo Show. First and foremost. Secondly, Look at your monthly recurring bills and see where you can save money. Um, and, and one of the first places we always recommend people is to look at their insurance products, their home and their auto insurance. So we, uh, you know, my wife, Angela, started an insurance agency. Uh, WeInsureTheBay.com. Again, that's WeInsureTheBay.com. Um, you know, our We Insure Tampa Bay branch, um, you know, and, and would love the opportunity to talk to you about, you know, whether or not we could save you money. You know, no obligation quote, no cost to you. Can we save you money on your homeowners and your auto insurance? And most of the time we can. And I think a lot of people miss the boat on that. They don't shop their home and auto insurance enough and their, their carrier raises rates or their carrier doesn't reduce rates in some instances based on maybe a good driving or a good property history record and, and people overpay. So it's a great opportunity to take these couple of weeks when maybe things are a little slower for you and say, Hey, can I save some money in 2021? Can I save money on my homeowner's insurance? Is my risk tolerance different? Do I want more liability coverage or less? Do I want a higher deductible or lower? Um, you know, do I want more coverage on my car or less? And, and now's the time to maybe look at that and see if there are ways that you can either save money or uh, get better coverage for yourself for a similar cost. Uh, you know, Angela has, uh, in many instances, her team, you know, she has Caitlin, uh, Zoe, and Brittany on, on her insurance team. They found people, you know, 50, 70, 80% savings on their insurance costs because people are with, uh, you know, carriers that didn't appreciate their business enough or overcharged them for years. So, you know, you'd be surprised if you shop around, this is definitely the time of year to, to shop around on your insurance. Another, uh, another thing I think, you know, shop around on, you know, shop your, uh, all the utility providers, uh, and, and not, I mean, some of them you're not able to shop, but, but right. like your cable and phone, um, shop your, uh, the people that do your lawn. If you have your lawn done, shop the people that do your pool. If you have your pool done, you know, this is a time where, you know, you can make some of those calls and, and be in a better position to put, you know, more money in your pocket. So think about these next few weeks. And, and, and I'm not saying to cut out any of these people. I'm not saying that if you've got somebody that's great, like, I have an incredible pool guy. 
I'm not asking my pool guy for a break. He does such right. an incredible job that he, he earns and you know, he earns it, you know? So, but there are some people, maybe your pool guy doesn't do as good of a job, or maybe your yard guy doesn't do as good of a job as mine does. Um, I'm not asking any of mine for a break. So if you guys are listening, you're not getting a call from me, but, but the reality is there, there are people out there that maybe don't have as good of a provider and, and are looking to save some money and maybe they can make those calls and save some money this time of year. Yeah. And even if you do, I mean, you don't want to switch providers for some of the utilities, for instance, your cell phone or your cable and internet and that sort of thing with technology progressing so much in the past, if you haven't taken a look at it, there may be a new better plan for you out there that can save you money and give you better service and everything else I in the past. They're not ringing your doorbell or sending you something else saying, Hey, by the way, you can save money every month. If you just upgrade to this plan. Exactly. Yeah. But no one's calling you to tell you, Hey, guess what? We can, you know, you don't have to pay us as much. No, nobody's doing that. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, you can definitely save some money if you're looking at that and, or pay the same money, but get upgraded service, better speed. Right more yeah. options, that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely a good time for that. And at the end of the year, there, you know, a lot of these companies are, they're, they're, you know, financially, um, you know, they're financially driven to keep subscribers, yeah. to keep customers. So they may be a little bit more generous around the holidays than they would other times of the year. Um, so, so definitely a good time to shop around, do a financial end of year review, save yourself money, prepare yourself for, for taxes upcoming and for 2021. So we're back here on the Duncan duo show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Uh, Andrew Duncan with Mike Corrigan from cross country mortgage. And, and Mike, we talked, uh, we talked so far today about, um, you know, the, uh, excitement going on in the Tampa Bay real estate market. We were also giving tips about, um, fixer upper homes and why they may not always be the right call for people in our last segment. We haven't gotten there yet, but we're going to talk about, uh, military friendly real estate agents and, and why that matters for someone, uh, that has served. So, um, what I want to do is uh, maybe a little bit is, uh, you know, just a little bit of a recap, um, you know, on this year, uh, sure. COVID-19 threw us all kinds of curveballs, right? Yeah. And, and, and it, it made all kinds of adjustments, to how real estate is done and operated. And I think that we, some of these things are going to last into 2021. I think you're going to continue seeing people wearing masks. I think you're going to continue seeing people, even after the vaccine is widely dispersed and taken, I think you're going to see people wearing masks. Um, you know, you, you see it in Asian countries, you see it uh, very prominent. You know, if someone gets sick and they have to leave, they wear a mask. And, and so I think, I think there may be in a, more of an adaptation from that towards Americans. I think there's, um, you know, some benefit in that. It's, it's you kind of trying to protect your fellow uh, person if you're sick. Um, you know, so, so I think that's where we may see it in the future. So, you know, if, if, someone, if you're sick, you got a flu bug and you're leaving your house, you know, maybe the mask sends a message to people. It says, hey, I'm sick stay away from me, you know, yeah. but, but it's also a, a good thing on that person's part because they don't want to get anyone else uh, sick. But I, so I think that's going to stick around for a little while. I think, um, I think people moving to the burbs was really pushed out by um, COVID. And I think that's going to continue. I think that, I, I, I think there's no question that more and more people are going to keep moving out to the suburbs because there's a disparity today between cities, suburbs, and rural areas in terms of, um, you know, politics, in terms of how people think and how they want to live. Um, and, and I think that more people are going to opt, uh, you know, to move out to the suburbs for fear of another potential pandemic down the line. So that they're maybe a little bit more protected, they have more space. Um, I also think that 
um, it isn't just about politics. I also think it's about logic and, and value of time. Sure. Um, with less people commuting, you got less traffic. Right. You can live in a further out distance now if your commute went from 45 minutes to 28 minutes because there's less people on the road and more people working from home. So I think that phenomenon and the work from home thing is going to cause our area to get spread out even more. I think we're going to see some massive growth in brand Rico view, yeah. uh, you know, Brandon Riverview by Rico. Yes. I think there's going to be more and more construction development there. I think there's going to be uh, more and more construction development, Wesley Chapel, Lando Lakes, Lutes, uh, Trinity. That area is going to continue to grow and develop even more because of this phenomenon. Um, and, and I think that's where we have land. That's where it's also easier for builders to make money. Builders don't want to build 12 unit subdivisions. They want to build 500 unit, 1000 home master planned communities because their cost per land per unit goes down and all their construction costs are in one place. It, they, they, it's more profitable for them. So they, that's where they want to develop. So if you continue to see the work from home environment that, that COVID brought on uh, being successful and companies continuing to, uh, you know, allow that and believe in it. I think you're going to see more and more growth in Tampa Bay in our uh, suburban areas because it's going to drive more and more people out to those areas when they can get more home for their money. They can have more space and the commute isn't as bad as it would have been six months or a year ago. Yeah, I mean, it's just the rules of the game, if you want to call it all a game, but have changed, right? And some of them are going to stay permanent and some of them are going to stay for longer. Like you talked about, the masks will probably go well into 2021. I, I don't know if five years from now we'll see a bunch of people wearing masks or not. But, you know, with the commuting and with more people working from home, and we've talked a lot of times about people coming here from other states and other cities around the country because they can come here because they're able to work from home. And it's it's still like they were in New York City or, or in other places. And I think you're going to continue to see that. Um, and and it's, you know, all of the signs, you know, virtually every single one. I don't know one that's that's gone against the Tampa Bay real estate market, but everything supports continued growth in the Tampa Bay uh, real estate market. It's like we're in this this perfect uh, realm of, of everything, um, you know, being advantageous for us here locally. Yeah. And I think that um, the, the reality is. COVID changed the game for real estate and, and it's, and it's probably a permanent one. And I wouldn't just yeah. say COVID. I would also say the 2020 election. Um, it, it, it polarized our country. It pushed people right and left um, to where politics bled into our life uh, in more ways than it ever has. And, and uh, it's unfortunate. It's discouraging for me because I don't like it. Um, you know, I, I, there, there's a lot of things I want to do where I don't want politics to be involved, but it, but it really has, it's, it's, um, it, it's pushed into so many different aspects of our life. And I think where someone lives has even been politicized, um, you know, and, and so the, the reality is you're going to see more of this split between suburbs and cities because of everything that's happened this year, but it's also logic. When I moved from, uh, you know, I lived on the water in Bayside, like Bay, Gallery Bayport um, for, for years off of Hillsborough and Longboat. And we lived there for a few years. And as the commute got worse, we decided to move closer to our office and move to South Tampa. The commute went from, you know, maybe 15 minutes to my office to 45 minutes. And that I just couldn't tolerate that. Right. And so that was the really reason that prompted our move. I think a lot of people now 
will be in that same boat where they'll say, you know what, I wouldn't have lived there a year ago in that location because it would have been a 45-minute drive. But now, with less traffic, less people on the roads, less congestion, I'll live there now because the commute is lessened. And and I think that's going to really see Tampa take a a whole new form. Uh, Tampa is never going to be a metropolis like Manhattan or New York City where everything is concentrated and you have towers everywhere. Um, it, our, our land won't support it. We're, we're, you know, we're an island. We're coastal. It's risky. Our land won't support it. The hurricane risk won't support it. It's just not going to happen. So how Tampa Bay is going to grow is going to be growing outward. Yeah. It's not going to grow up. You know, we're, we're not going to have the, the, you know, are we going to get a tower here and there? Yes. But is it going to become the norm? No. How Tampa Bay is going to grow, um, it, it, it's not going to grow as much vertically as it is horizontally. You're going to see our area spread out. You're going to see, you know, Lakeland even. Um, I'm, I'm getting, we're getting a lot of customers wanting to live in Lakeland because the commute now, the affordability, the commute isn't as bad. Um, you know, so I, I think you're going to see more and more people look for that East, East Hillsboro yep. and North Pas- Northern Hillsboro, South Pasco corridor is just going to keep, and it's been exploding. Don't get right. me wrong. It's been exploding. And this is basically like throwing fuel on the fire. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of land up there. I mean, and, and, in, in these areas and, and out East that isn't evolved and because the commute will be less and, um, more people can work from home and there's more land out there. That's where you're going to see all the development. And there's a lot for a lot of area for us to spread out and support the growth that we have. And, and whereas you go to some of those other metropolises, there's no more land, right? They can only build one way and that's up and that's why they do it. Right. But we have the land to be able to do it. And I think with, um, as people continue to come here and, and move out, you're going to see exactly what you're saying. You're going to see it more spread out, um, you know, eastwardly and, and, uh, you know, in that Riverview Valrique, I don't <laughs> forget how you Brand called Rico it. Brand there you go. Brand Rico view. Yeah. So, uh, Although somebody said you forgot Lithia and Dover. So we were trying to do that the other day. It was like brand, it was like brand Lith Rico view, uh, or, or something. It was, it was something crazy, but regardless, uh, that, that corridor is just going to keep growing. And, and, and I'll tell you, I think that Another thing that Tampa Bay is, we're going to see development. I, I don't want to say that we're not going to see towers. I mean, you've got Midtown and Water Street. They're going to be large mass scale developments. But there's going to be a lot of low rise buildings within that, too. Not everything's a high rise within those those communities. So you're going to see, um, you know, commercial development. And and I think the area just continues to get spread out more, um, you know, and, and so it, that's just going to continue. It, it really is. And and. I think it's great for Tampa Bay. Uh, my only concern is that at some point, uh, and, and they're improving the infrastructure and the roads and things now. It's why construction's underway on 275. They, they're aware that, that that this is happening. They put the express lane on um, the Selman. You know, they 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 put they're putting express lanes on the on the crosstown. You know, they're they're doing some of these things right. But what I'm concerned about is, um, you know, in in a year, maybe two, does the work from home phenomenon stop working as effectively? Do people stop uh, being afraid of losing their jobs so they don't work as hard from home because they can get away with stuff? And then do people start getting brought back to the office? And then when that happens, does that overwhelm our infrastructure? And th- that'll be something that I think city planners need to pay attention to because it is it is a risk for Tampa Bay uh, that if the a lot of this development is prompted and fueled by this work from home 
phenomenon, if that work from home phenomenon goes out of favor, uh, it, it could have an impact on how Tampa Bay uh, develops and grows from here. I certainly don't want our traffic to turn into what it's like in other parts of the country. So I'm no. hopeful we can at least still have uh, moderately reasonable traffic. I mean, I went out to the beach um, you know, I went out to St. Pete Beach not long ago and I live in South South Tampa and and um, we I think it took us 28 minutes. Yeah, I was the quickest drive to the beach I'd ever seen in my life. So and it was during like it was during a time that we do you would have expected worse traffic than we got. So I think there's there's no question that people can move further out right now. It's just a matter of how long. And we'll be right back after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about finding the right agent to help you if you're in the military or a veteran, finding a veteran-friendly military real estate agent after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Andrew Duncan with Mike Corrigan from Cross Country Mortgage. And, uh, you know, it's something that we uh, we deal with a lot due to our location. Um, we're about a block north of McDill Air Force Base on Del Mabry with our with our office and, and have been for several years. And, and part of the reason we strategically picked that location was because of our desire to serve people that serve our country and protect our freedoms. And, you know, one, one of the you know, that that was a real draw for us because when we moved there, um, you know, there wasn't a Chick-fil-A on Gandhi. There wasn't a Chipotle. You know, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of that stuff. Right. So so it, the, it was it was still pretty underdeveloped. And, and it's obviously come a long south of Gandhi's come a long way the last few years. But uh, when we moved there, it was really because we wanted people to go into to the military base, the largest employer in Tampa Bay, twice a day to drive by our building. You know, I uh, have a, a brother in law, a brother uh, and a brother that served as well as my father. Um, and, and several team members uh, that served. And, and so working with the military is something we've always been proud of. Uh, we've done the research. We've taken the classes to be a veteran-friendly real estate uh, company. And I think it's really important if you're a veteran and, and you are uh, PCS to, to, uh, you know, to McDill or to um, you know, another facility in Tampa Bay, whether you're the Coast Guard or, or a different branch, and you're, you're moved to Tampa Bay, I think it's important for you to work with somebody that understands the nuances of, of military moves. Because a lot of times, you know, you, you could only, you could be in an area for a year or two. You've got to buy something that you know you're not going to lose value. A lot of times you have to move quick. You have to have an agent that understands a VA loan because VA loans are different. The benefits of those loans, the process of how those loans work, making sure that uh, you have all of your, your benefits covered um, there's still way too many veterans today that don't know that they have access to to a VA loan. Uh, you know, it, it it amazes me when I look at the statistics and see it. But the it, you know you need an agent that understands the unique needs of veterans and service members. Um, and and we had dedicated agents at our company that we really drive that we really have service those customers because they understand that either as a military uh, member or a military spouse. Uh, and I think that really matters. You know, they can relate. They've had to do that themselves. They can relate to what that move is like. They can relate to your spouse. Um, you know, a lot of times when veterans move into the area and they they pick someone to help them that doesn't understand that, there's a lot of things that get lost in translation. Yep. And I think, you know, one of the things I remember back, you were excited when we started partnering together. One of the things that we do is we offer no lender fees on all of our VA loans um, and for all of our veterans. And so it's an extra savings that that we have out there. And 
um, you, you know, to have a benefit. And we truly understand being in the community. We understand how VA loans work. I, I always say to my team that that is the best loan that we have out there. If somebody qualifies, somebody served our country or is serving yeah. our country, by all means, that should be the first thing we talk to them about because they're such good quality loans. And we waive all of our lender fees on them. And it's so, you know, we're, we're really able to serve that that community and that group of people, um, you know, in, in a, in a five-star high, you know, highway. Well, and, and I think agents that are familiar with, uh, you know, veteran or active service member purchase requirements know yeah. that it, oftentimes it's accelerated. You've got to do the inspection quicker. You've got to close quicker. You've got to make sure that the lender that they're working with is a good VA lender that knows what they're doing, that, that has accountability to the end game, uh, that's on top of things. Um, you know, not everybody, not every lender does VA loans or, right. or, or specializes in them. There's a lot of them that do them, but they kind of dabble in them. And right. they're just not, they don't understand that VA appraisal process. And, and so they run into problems. So that, that really comes into play, making sure that you're working with a VA savvy agent that also recommends and works with a VA savvy lender like you guys. I mean, that, that's, you guys do a ton of VA loans. Right. And and there's so many different things and nuances that can happen. I mean, we've done loans where people have been overseas, right? And they just don't have the ability to talk to us. Like, it's just not an option. It can only be done through email and technology and everything else and, and being able to work things out and being able to understand that and how to navigate all of that, um, how to get all the information to process their loan and get it done in a way that's not going to be too cumbersome because they're out there, you know, defending our very freedoms, right, and, and, and fighting for us. So, um, yeah, having an expertise, having expert agents um, like people on your team. Um, and a lender that knows what they're doing is experienced with VA yeah. loans is, is important. Well, the, the, you know, the minimum property requirements as part of the VA appraisal process is something that veteran, you know, real estate agents and spouses understand and know, you know, those great agents and lenders that are experienced in that realm, know them and, and agents that aren't don't, and, and you could really mess something up. I think another thing that I see gets hap that happens a lot is uh, a military service member that wants to buy a condo or a townhome. And the uh, agent, uh, and they're using a VA loan. And the agent isn't familiar with the VA loan enough to understand that rarely in, in Tampa Bay will condo communities pass the VA appraisal. Well, rarely maybe, it may not be rarely, but pr probably less than half of the condos qualify right. for the VA appraisal process. Say, same with townhomes. There's a lot of extra requirements on multifamily properties. And I've seen people that, with an agent that doesn't understand VA loans that didn't do their due diligence to help that customer upfront ensure that that community is already on a VA approved list or meets those requirements um, so that they can get like a spot approval. When that doesn't happen, person goes under contract to buy a condo on a VA loan. They spend months, they spend a month on the deal of inspections, all the stuff to get the closing and they can't get the, the community approved. And then the whole deal's a wash when all it took was a knowledgeable agent up front to know that, Hey, look, this community ain't going VA. Yeah. Um, and, and that happens way too much. So if you are a veteran, uh, definitely a good idea to find a military friendly agent, something that we have, uh, we have, we have, we have a lot of them and we've gone through the training, uh, to make sure that that we know how to work through that, and then we have several service member uh, team members that have that have been in different branches of the service to help understand the unique needs, and and we serve a lot of of a lot of military clients. Uh, you know, we we get walk-ins, and and so if you're looking for someone to help you as as someone in the military uh, currently 
or a veteran, you know, we'd love the opportunity. And I think in addition to that, you know, just, just coming from a military family, um, you know, one of the, you know, main parts of our charitable initiative is given back to military based charities. We we've given, uh, tens of thousands of dollars to, um, you know, military based charities like special, special operations warrior foundation is one that's local that we've been involved with. Um, you know, and, and, and so for us, the military is always near and dear to us. So, so for those folks, they're our heroes. I mean, we, we look at them like we're working with the celebrity. We want to do everything we can to work with them at a higher level because of what they've done and provided for us and the risks that they've taken. So I think there's just an embedded uh, graciousness that, that our company has towards people that it served or are serving. So we'd love that opportunity, but if not us, make sure that you're following through on all the stuff we've talked about here in this segment to make sure that you have a military friendly real estate agent helping you uh, buy or sell your property. So, and so that's my piece about, uh, you know, military friendly real estate agents, just make sure if you are, uh, if you fit that category that uh, you're doing your own research and due diligence to find someone that, that fits the bill. And so we appreciate you tuning in. Thank you so much. We hope you have a great rest of your Sunday. Have an awesome uh, week of Christmas. Have a very Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in and have an awesome rest of your Sunday.